Sports FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Masters of Chaos. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Wednesday, August 16th in the year 2023. Patriots, we've got a lot going on, obviously, and what's happening with Lahaina is the exposing of the depths, again, of the corruption in our government and even in our people. And I think that's one of the biggest statements. So tonight we're going to be touching on a lot of things, looking at the whole overall architecture of this chaos in which we're living, to reflect on a lot of things that so much of what we are seeing right now is a design, ultimately to break the will of the people, and as they break the will of the people and hoping and expecting the people to comply to them. This is a very dark time right now. And I think it's best to consider a post today that was put up by Wyatt over on Twitter. It stated, they'll keep setting fires until you submit to their climate change agenda. They'll keep instigating shootings until you submit to gun control. They'll keep faking pandemics until you submit to medical slavery. Well, we're going to submit to none of that and bow to none of that. But nonetheless, it doesn't make it any easier for the time in which we live, a time which we have to hold the line, a time which we have to endure some of the toughest challenges we have. And this is literally a moment that we have of having to be through another sifting or, or threshing as we divide, divide the world into those that are truly going to walk in their belief and anchoring in the foot of of their faith in Christ versus those that are going to fall in these hours to what sits before them, to that of the masters of chaos. Patriots, before we begin tonight, one thing that is exceedingly clear is we have an issue at our hands of them wanting to take away your guns. Now, this is all part of the current events of the times in which we live. Additionally, there are the things of trying to get you under take away the whole concept that we should even be able to defend ourselves. This isn't something that we can do or accept, and it's something we have to continually push back on. Now, Patriot, there's a lot to be nervous about on this at this time. And additionally, when we get to this idea of the crime that's out here, the societal decay that is everywhere, it's important that people get armed up and have a self-defense plan. One of the highlights I want to bring up here is Hawaii right now, only 9.1% of the households actually owns guns. But it's not just enough to own a gun. You have to be able to use it and you have to be well-trained on it. And that includes, unfortunately, a lot of expenses for people to go to the range and time away from home. This is why we have iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro was invented so you could practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet in your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, compete with friends, or use it safely to train friends and family 
with your with your firearms in the safety of your home and in the safety of places you control. So head on over to itargetpro.com. You'll get 10% off at checkout when you use your promo code BARDS. This is the smartest and safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry firing training as part of their regular regime. I was actually trained that way to use dry firing first. Get yours today. Head on over to itargetpro.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Again, itargetpro.com. Use your promo code BARDS. This is something you really need to have in your inventory. It makes a big difference in your training. And those are perishable skills, and this is not a time to have those skills go slack. All right, so let's begin with a few things here. This is a really crazy world, like I say, in which we're in. And um, I think that probably one of the easiest ways to sum it up is when we let the vice president and retard-in-chief herself speak the truth. Take a listen. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population... Wait, what? ...and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air. Uh, yeah, Kamala, clean air sounds real good and all that, but I'm pretty sure that I'm the population. I don't really want to be reduced. Because I'm pretty sure that means killed. You said the quiet part out loud. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to publicly tell the people who you're trying to erase that there's a secret plan to erase them. That's just stupid. Let's just stick with oil and gas, okay? We're all really into saving the environment and all that, but not at the cost of reducing the population. Nobody here is trying to die so that the next generation can drive a battery-powered Ferrari. I mean, have you seen the next generation? I met a dude the other day with long purple hair and a five o'clock shadow who identifies as a paperclip. Clean air is not gonna help the next generation. They need medicine, and not the medicine y'all been using to reduce the population. I'm sorry, but f saving the trees. We need less trees and more people who aren't as dumb as rocks. Have a good one. I can't argue with that last statement. All right, so the issue is that these people that are in control, and at least in control as we see it, it's important to understand that so much of what we're witnessing here is a design process to depopulate the world and to do it so that we do it by our own will, our own free will. When they don't get their way, then they create the scenarios that then put the blame on something other than themselves so then they can maximize the crisis and the chaos to try to get things back in their control. One of those issues right now is what is going on in Lahaina. And what's going on in Lahaina, obviously, is the whole principle that they are trying to take the moment in time right now where people cannot... Um, make their payments on their homes, they aren't able to get insurance claims going, and so what ends up happening is that they start making the phone calls. These are the pariahs that are making the phone calls to them each and every day to try to ask them, "Are you? would you like to sell your land? We're ready to buy. I don't know which is the greater evil, those who were behind the engineered fire and storm that was there, or whether it's those that later tried to pick up on the loss and casualty to maximize a profit profit and gain. And I think the two are probably hand in hand with the evil. Unfortunately, one we could point to as corporate and deep state shenanigans, or even worse, whores, meaning do weapons, engineered weather, that sort of thing. The other side is just the depravity of people. And unfortunately, all of this rolls into one big bucket of chaos, because this is what happens when humanity is decoupled from its foundation of having a relationship with God and accountability through Christ. 
Once this happens, we start to free float into craziness and we start to witness truly the worst of the worst. And we've, we've been living through this. This shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Let me give you another glimpse into some of the depravity that has happened with in people as we relate, as Maui again begins to reveal the truth of what's behind us. Take a listen to this airline attendant who has had to deal with the people at the counter who have had their tickets canceled because of the fires in Maui. I work for an airline and I've literally seen the worst in people now demanding tickets to Maui because their flight got canceled. Demanding tickets that don't exist. Complaining to me about how their wedding is ruined. How your vacation is ruined. Your entitlement makes me sick. Your wedding. Your vacation. People's lives were lost. Family businesses. Historic buildings. Hundreds of years of history of the people of the island are gone. And all you care about is your fucking vacation. And this is why the people say to stay away. Because you don't care about anyone but yourselves. There's so much truth to that of what's become of our modern culture that's only consumed with the material things, the possessions, and the accumulations. And worse yet is we have people right now that are trying to double dip between this, I want to have a little foot in here in a spiritual fight, but I want to make a ton of profit on the other side. You're not going to play the game with God, so keep playing that if you want, but it will come back to bite you. This is a time right now where people are having to truly decide where they stand, and we're, we're seeing this. And what's interesting about Lahaina is it's really brought that focus from the world. And it's something that we have to keep on our front burner here. The tendency, however, that we tend to do as a public and as a people of this world is we have very short-term memories. We will remember Lahaina for a month and then afterwards we'll go on to the next shiny silver object and leave them behind. And this is exactly what the elites count on. Because it's in that gap, once they create the chaos, that now we're trying to point fingers at them and show that it was them and so forth. They know that in, in the normal trends of humanity, that will blow over in a month or two. And then they can go and do their real dirty work, which is getting hold of the land, kicking the people off, and starting, in this case, their smart city. Take a listen to this with about Oprah Winfrey. Did you know Oprah Winfrey has been securing Maui land like it's a trending bestseller? In just 2023, she invested in a vast 520-acre plot for $3.89 million, then went for another 330 acres at $2.47 million, not to mention the two 10-acre patches she bought in 2022 for $100,000 each. From a mere 100 acres in Maui, Oprah now commands over 1,000 acres. But here's the twist. Amidst this real estate surge, a sudden fire happens, destroying homes nearby, but leaving her vast terrains unscathed. Does that ring a bell? Think back to 2017. A deadly fire consumed homes near her Montecito mansion, yet once again, Oprah's property emerged untouched. And after that event, she expanded her Montecito land holdings to a whopping 70 acres, even snapping up a four-acre complex in 2019, which was decimated by mudslides shortly after the 2017 fire. The connections, the acquisitions, and the timing are definitely food for thought. Without a question, they're food for thought. And the thing is, how many people thought about that at the time? And the reason I bring this up is in the middle of chaos, this is when they begin to set the conditions for what they're going to do next. 
Now, right now, we have an unaccounted for number of people in Lahaina. It's anywhere between 500 to 1,000 people that they're expected that were lost in that fire, many of which were children. So it should come as no surprise today that there's suddenly fires in Newport Beach and a new fire on a, a massive fire on an island off the coast of Spain. At the same time, you have other things in the news to keep you distracted. And the, the media is pumping this issue with Trump and the indictments of Georgia. All of these things are to keep people away from the core darkness of what's really going on. What happened in Lahaina at the center point of this is a terrorism. This is a terrorist attack on U.S. soil. Now, granted, it's Hawaiian land. I want to be very clear about this. But nonetheless, that was still one of our states. A terrorist attack has happened, and there hasn't been a word from anybody. And the problem we have is this is so well done, and there's so much brainwashing going on out here still that people can't get their head around the idea that this was actually an engineered attack using fire as a weapon system. Many of you don't know that one of the one of the specialties that I worked in when I was at Fort Meade was titled "Fire as a Weapon System." What we are witnessing here right now is just that, and there's no question in my mind that this fire was engineered on many levels. Some of the footage that came out today from the walkarounds show liquid metal from cars that has been that dripped down the driveways and is now hardened. Now. From the locals' perspective, many of these things are causing them a lot of irritation because there's families that are trauma, they're traumatized. They're getting upset at people putting up things up on social media. And I understand the sensitivity. The problem is no one else is recording this, and it has to be recorded. This isn't just a fire. This is a crime against humanity. And while I'm, I'm sorry that for those in the, in the local area that are getting upset, if we're lo- looking at this footage and we're using this footage— the fact of the matter is they're too close to the problem to realize the magnitude of the crime that was just done to them. This isn't a fire. This was a terrorist attack done but literally by the masters of chaos with the sole purpose of breaking people's will. They're not worried about the next 30 days. In fact, they're not even worried about the next six months to a year. They know that as they play this game out, the longer that they can draw out this, this issue— the longer, the quicker people or the more dif- difficult it will be for people to remember the original problems, people will drift off to their latest political rally. They will p- drift off to their latest issue of trying to get things on food on the table or buying a new car or getting a new cell phone, and they'll forget about Lahaina. And they'll not even focus anymore on the true crime of the hundreds of people that were murdered in this fire. That means that the corporations, once again, and the elites, once again, get to walk away scot-free, to use my own name, which isn't a good way to use it either, but to literally walk away free. That's unacceptable. And that puts the onus back on us, because the only way we're going to defeat the masters of chaos is to keep these stories relevant and never forget. And we're having a hard time with that. We're in a world right now where everybody wants to get on with it and forget. We are dealing with the COVID con. The COVID con is literally killing people every single day. The reports coming out of the number of babies that are dying in the hospitals is astronomical. And they're passing this off as like some form of sudden infant death syndrome. Or or the people that are dropping dead out here, they're passing it off as climate change and causing heart attacks. All of this is pure crap. 
But the problem is that there's so many people that are still inoculated with the matrix control that they're willing and desiring not to have to look at truth. And then you get this other part. When people go through trauma, they don't want to look at the hard part of the story. We have to force truth onto people, and we have to force truth into the light of the world. The masters of chaos understand very well what they're doing. They stir people up, and through trauma, we want to forget. We want to move on. We want to keep, get our lives back in order. And all they want is your kids and your land, your enslavement, and they want to be the masters over you. Those things all go hand in hand every single time. Now, we're dealing right now with a, a period of time when this awakening is starting to happen broader and broader. The question is, what are the information sources for people to lead them from the beginning of awakening to the place where they really start to realize who is controlling their lives and that this is not accidental, but it's real? One of those areas that's happening is with this generation, this unable, which is kind of a late millennial generation, unable to get work, heavily in debt, hardly able to put food on the table. I want you to listen to this. There's This is a language warning coming in on this. There's a number of comments made here. These are people that are literally now having to choose between rent and food. But I want you to listen carefully to what they don't talk about because this is the generation we're dealing with and the struggles we have all over this world, especially here in this nation. What they don't talk about is how am I going to get, how am I going to raise food? How am I going to break from the system? How am I going to start my own business? Or all those things that they should be doing. Instead, this is about my wages aren't going up. I can't afford things. We need to stop doing what they want us to do. This is a slave mentality, not a, a mentality of a person whose mind has been freed. Take a listen to this. I have a question. Um, how are we like affording life right now? It's to a point where people can't live. This amounted to a hundred dollars. Like this isn't even. This isn't even barely anything to feed me for a couple days. You're not budgeting your money. Oh, you're not doing this. Oh, you're buying coffee. And it's like, no, I'm literally not doing any of those things. I live paycheck to paycheck every week because I'm trying to pay every bill that the world is throwing at me right now. And the government's response to that is, oh, hey, everybody, aliens are real. We don't give a fuck about aliens. We're trying to afford a roof over our heads. I refuse to continue living my entire life like this. I'm not going to struggle my entire life. I'm just really tired of, like, not being able to do the things that I want. Prices on everything are up, from food, gas, rent. Instead of 60 bucks to fill up your gas tank, it's 140 Instead of 99 cents for eggs, it's fucking $3. Rent's going from three grand to five grand. All that shit adds up and wages aren't going up fast enough. Wages have gone nowhere. So what did most of us have to do? Myself included, with the extra $400 a month I was spending on gas, I had to use my credit cards. Even with three jobs now, I'm not even going to make a dent on those credit card bills. I seriously want to know what the end game is because soon we're not going to have any money for anything anymore. So why the fuck are we working so hard to make money for other fucking people to use and steal our income just for us to never see it. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't. I just don't understand. At one point, I thought I had some sort of a purpose. I'm working just to basically pay bills, just to survive. Why can't we all collectively come together and agree that we just don't want to do this anymore? Well, I don't think that's a hard decision to make. I think we can. The problem is that this group that you just heard here 
is all looking to the government to solve its problems. And what is that telling you? This is the outcome of another masterful play by the Masters of Chaos. This economy is completely engineered. I don't care how many times they tell you they don't know what's going on. They know exactly how they're doing this economy. They know what they're doing with the dollar. They're breaking, they're breaking people down financially to where they become so desperate that they'll take anything for a solution to survive. We're heading into a very dark crisis here. There's no avoiding it. We're arriving here very soon to a place where literally you're going to deal with the dollar having such little purchase power that people aren't going to have to worry about if there's food on the shelves of the stores. They just won't be able to afford it at all. And we're almost there. Food prices are skyrocketing, and that's the core issue. People don't can't get enough work on their table on their plate. They can't work enough jobs to make ends meet. And so the minute that this gets to this extreme point, here comes the solution. The solution are things like this. Hey, we will provide you with housing. Matter of fact, we're going we're gonna to buy up housing. We're going to create a smart city, and you can move in. You can get around without a car anymore. We're going to give you a 15-minute walk down the street to everything you're going to need. You're going to have everything provided for you, and even an apartment. It won't cost you anything like you've been, you've been spending because we're going to put, put rent prices and rent controls and food cost controls on everything. Your food will be grown locally in vertical agriculture buildings, and your beef will be engineered out of a lab. You won't have to worry about the climate anymore because we're going to take care of it for you. And here's the best part. We're going to give you a universal basic income, a guaranteed monthly income, so that you don't have to worry about the, your, your cost of living anymore. We're going to control it. Every person in this, this clip you just heard is going to stick their hand out and go, thank you, please, I can't wait. This is how the masters of chaos work. People don't listen. They don't prepare. They don't, they don't want to believe that the government and the corporations could be working hand in hand to break the back of humanity and, slay, and enslave them. But that's exactly what they do. And they do it over and over. And one of the great ways that they do it is doing it through the media. Now, here's another report on Lahaina again. But it's really important to listen to this. Listen to the lies that were put forth by the media just in the weather part alone. And we'll talk more about this after the clip. Coverage on Lahaina in Maui with the whole fire obliterating that town. This story is unbelievable. Check out this video that's going to blow your mind and make you really question what's going on in Maui right now. So today we're going to give a hurricane fire update in Hawaii. And I think this is really important. The media is saying that low humidity and high winds resulted in these fires. And what's interesting is this hurricane was 800 miles away from the island. And when we look at the wind speed on Zoom Earth, it's nowhere near what we were told. Now, they also reported that the humidity was very low that day, 75%, but the average is about 61% to 77%. So then who's telling a fib? So if the winds aren't correct and the humidity's not correct and there's all these mysterious flashes, and now people are being told that their land is not insured because it violates code, we need to ask questions. So who is really telling the truth? The humidity and the winds don't match up at all. There was a flash, people have it recorded, the generators went back on. Don't be a sheep and start asking questions. When we listen to some of the reports coming out of Lahaina, again, this is not a criticism, but it's a reality. And what there's a lot of talk about is like, let us just kind of get through this. I understand that. There's a lot of people dead. Death is one of the ways that the masters of chaos control you. They get you in the trauma space and you can't think out of it. Trauma is an emotional loop. It's the basis of MK Ultra. It's the basis of mind control. 
And when they traumatize a community, the community doesn't want to look past where they, they are just their day and trying to get to the end of the week. And right now, so much chaos has occurred and over and damage has occurred over there. This is just allowing the world to look there and to be pulled other places while they continue to move on their agenda of trying to seize control of more people's minds and more people's will. We haven't stopped this game yet. In fact, I would argue that the politics that are ramping up in the United States, it doesn't matter who's running, are all part of this same game of keeping people in a constant loop of chaos. And we're not able to anchor down into the fundamental ways in which we can overcome. The one interesting thing about Lahaina is how much it's given a world optic, and the world is coming together right now to support the community of Lahaina. But again, how long will that last? Will it last past 30 days? That's a big question mark because typically these things don't last that long. But nonetheless, that's going to be an opportunity for humanity to make a decision and to change. We have to get to a place right now where we are starting to look much farther forward and not forget our past. And if we don't start balancing those two, we are going to be caught in a horrendous situation where we keep getting driven down to the ground over and over and over because they simply repeat the same game over and over and over. These people aren't fools. They understand humanity. They've conditioned people so well that the masters of chaos literally keep these loops going over and over again to where people forget. So take a listen to this, because this is another parallel, another part of this constant chaos that's going on. They are constantly creating trauma and constantly shaping the society and where it's going. We are literally being engineered. Moms in particular pay attention to this because it's a lot of the moms that are trying to get their daughters into soccer. But pay attention. In a report that was just completed and put out by The Guardian, they have found that sexual misconduct and emotional abuse is systemic in the U.S. women's soccer programs. Our investigation has revealed a league in which abuse and misconduct, verbal and emotional abuse, and sexual misconduct had become systemic, spanning multiple teams, coaches, and victims, the report read. Abuse in the National Women's Soccer League is rooted in a deeper culture of women's soccer, beginning in the youth leagues that normalizes verbally abusing coaching, verbally abusive coaching, and blurs boundaries between coaches and players. Examples of misconduct listed in the report included a coach showing a player pornography during what was supposed to be a game film review and masturbating in front of her and another who coerced players into sexual relationships. The report, headed by former Deputy Attorney General Sally Q. Yates, exonerated the National Women's Soccer League and warned about potential abuse in girls' soccer. There's no potential abuse here. You've just conditioned an entire generation of young soccer players. And the question is, if you are a parent or you are a mom in particular, has your daughter been through this? The chances are yes, because increasingly it's, women's soccer has become a haven for lesbians. And I'm sorry if this offends people, but the fact of the matter is this is what's happening here. It's not men that are masturbating. It's women in front of young girls. Let's get clear here. This is a very sickening culture representation once again, and it's all in this churning of the masters of chaos. 
They want to upend every single institution we have, whether it's the pulpit, whether it's your soccer game, whether it's your basketball game, whether it's kneeling at football, whether it's going to the grocery store. And they're doing it all the time. So when we start to look across our nation and we start to look at where the state of our cities are, San Francisco, for example, I listened to a piece yesterday that's absolutely stunning to listen to. The whole idea of what's wrong in San Francisco. They can't, the, the people in control in San Francisco, the liberals can't even acknowledge that they have a rampant crime rate and they have homelessness. Instead, their comments are things like, well, we do have some challenges, but we see the new opportunities because we're going to be seeing San Francisco as a, as a way for artists to come back and revitalize the city. And all of this is related to the pandemic of why our city has fallen apart. They literally believe this stuff. At least they've convinced themselves that they believe it. These are the lies that continue to perpetuate along, just like the media telling people that the winds are so so fast and the humidity is so high in, in Lahaina, when in fact none of that's true. What was true is the ground effects of fire. Once you start to get fire lit up and you start to energize it with things like magnesium, boron, and aluminum, and you start watching that catalyst work with the flame, watch what happens because you will get high winds and you will get superheated fires and you will see metal on cars turn into liquid on the ground. But you're not going to see that in a normal brush fire. That doesn't happen. All of these things, they are engineering. And I can't stress that enough of how important it is for people to take a step back and to realize that everything we are involved in right now is designed into a model of chaos so that we will submit to their way. Violence in the cities, is all designed to push out small business and rupture small business in the inner cities. All of this is designed that for those that are remaining, that they can swoop in and say, we have the solution. And the solution is a smart city. We need to get more cameras up. We need to use digital methods and AIs to start monitoring for crime. People need to scan their IDs when they come into the city so we know that you actually belong here. All of this is coming. And they're setting the conditions for it to be accepted by the masses because the masses, unfortunately, have become so indoctrinated into the sheeple culture that they can't think otherwise. Consider this, and no one's even saying anything about it. There's a book that just came out. It's amazing. In fact, it was out on August 10th, six days ago. Here's its title. I'm not kidding when I say this. Fire and Fury. The story of the 2023 Maui fire and its implications for climate change. <laughs> that fire is not even cold yet. And there's a book out. Likely it was written by artificial intelligence. Fire and Fury is the story of the Maui fires and its implications on climate change in a gripping and eye-opening account of one of the most devastating wildfires in Hawaii's history. That thing came out before the fires were even out. All of this stuff is engineered and planned. And by the way, there's something else that was sent to me today. I actually didn't even believe that it was real until I saw it. And it's a Mountain Dew label. And I'm not making this up. Mountain Dew. It's called Maui Burst with a blast of pineapple flavor and other natural flavors with Dew. D-E-W. Just saying. I'm sure there's all just coincidence on that one as well. These people are mocking us. They're making, they're absolutely making a, a joke of us. Their governor in Hawaii is by last name is Green, like Green New Deal, right? 
I mean, this is their mockery that they're doing all the time. And we're sitting here going along here with our just shaking our heads, trying to put our pieces back together because they know that we're not united. Keep in mind, we're dealing with masters of chaos that are extremely united and obedient to their God and obedient to one another. And we're in here taking advantage of all the chaos that they throw before us while we get our point our fingers over at one person or another, that racial hatred is on the rise, that division between cultures is on the rise. All they've had to do is launch proportionally a few percentage of members of the population into us to inject these stupid views, to use social media to amplify it, and we just go into a chaotic rage instead of taking a step back and realizing this has all been a game. We have to do better. We have to do much, much better at this. And probably the words of Mel Gibson here ring more true than ever. One more thing, dear Lord, about our enemies. Ignore their heathen prayers and help us blow those little bastards straight to hell. Amen again. I think we got it right there. Pretty much sums it up how we got to deal with these people. And this is a, a focus that we have to have right now in getting rid of these people. We have to identify them. We have to shake them out. We have to put a marker on them and let them know we know who they are. And we can't let the truth slide on all of this. Again, we are going to continue to pray for Lahaina. In fact, I have tonight on Fishers of Men, I have some amazing updates coming in. I even got an email from the islands today. I want to read tonight. And we've got it. I had a note or I got a confirmation from Edward Dowd today that that was his spreadsheet. I wanted to make sure before we passed it out. And we've got another testimony from online testimony on Lahaina tonight. And I respect the positions of everybody over there. But Lahaina is much bigger than just a little place in, on Maui. Lahaina is much bigger even than the, the land itself that the tribe values. Lahaina is a symbol of what's going on across the world. And the thing is, it's been exposed. Lahaina is a revealing, a true bringing the darkness to the light of all that's going on over there and what's going on across the world. These people are evil. We are dealing with pure, absolute evil. And they have no intention of doing anything good for us. They want simply to take away our lives and enslave us. And when we can, if they can corral us all into these cities, they're going to be as happy as pigs in mud. And believe me, pigs do like mud. But this can't happen. And this is where we have to work together and we have to look past what's before us. The government is a problem. And Lahaina yet is another example of that sort of problem. Let, let me play this short piece here for you. This is when yesterday that occurred when they were handing out the placards, which were allowing people to get access passes back to their homes, when suddenly there was an announcement by the local police at the facility there where everybody was standing out in the sun trying to get some shade in, in the, the trees. Take a listen to what he says. Why are we being so polite with tyranny? 
This is the part I can't quite process. And I don't accept what a police officer says. There is powers to be. I don't understand the reasoning. That's I have orders. I have to follow them even though I know they're wrong. This is not acceptable. And we can't let people function this way and continue to think that we're going to overcome this evil. Now, I respect the challenges that are going over over on Lahaina. I do. I'm appreciating the trauma that's there in the moment. But the fact of the matter is, this police officer took a blind order to stop people from getting the access passes to go back to their homes. And he told them they were, he was telling them to disperse, basically, and they're going to shut this down. I don't care how many ways you dice this. This is wrong. FEMA has been preventing supplies from moving over there. We know that. Now, to what degree that gets broken up, we'll see. And if they're going to start functioning, I don't know. But let me just be very clear about something. If FEMA comes into your town, lock and load. They are not there to be your friend. FEMA was never designed to be your friend. And the problem is people keep looking to our government to be the solution for a problem that we can solve. Here's the positive of it. When you listen to the testimony that I'll play tonight, and I really encourage you to tune in on Fishers of Men tonight, that it will play tonight. What this testimony is telling you is it's been so successful with people from around the world sending in supplies. The testimony is even to slow the roll on some of of that because they've got too many supplies. That's not coming through FEMA. That's coming from people around the world. The question I'm asking is why do we keep turning to government to solve a problem that we the people can solve? We the people. That is how our nation is built not as we the people as slaves of a corporatocracy that is running our world, which is where we currently are. And we have to start getting a spine back to realize we don't need them. This is why politics is ramped up so heavily right now. In all of this, they're trying to remind you that you have to be part of the election process. You have to be part of them. We need them in order to survive. We don't. These last three years should have proven one thing to every single person in this country. We don't need government, and more than that, government is abusive to us and is a despotic organization that needs to be removed. We don't need them. We have functioned very well without them. The only thing they have proven is their willingness to encourage children to switch genders, encourage children to watch pornography in schools, encouraging people to put on a mask that they don't need, and encouraging and mandating people to take a shot that kills them. So why do we keep turning to government to solve the problem? And that's the part that stuns me. And that goes also to every person that wears a uniform in this nation. I'm so sick and tired of hearing, it's my orders. If you're a police officer, your duty, or a sheriff, your duty is to the people that you serve. If you are going to issue warrants, if you're going to issue arrests, and it is not part of your office's investigation, stand down. If you're going to abide by orders and whoever's giving you orders and it makes no logical sense, have a set of nuts and stand up to it and do the right thing. But we're sick and tired of people being sheep and being weak. We lack leadership in this nation and we need leadership right now more than ever. So what is compelling that? I really wish I knew. But the frustration that I have with all of this is we are still in this very docile state. Where is the outrage? Look, I I am not taken away from the mourning and trying to suffer through the losses and identify who's missing. But where will the outrage be when we discover that there is a lot of children that were killed in Lahaina? 
Is that just going to be to the people of Hawaii to carry that burden quietly and to mourn it and to do some sort of a ceremony out on the water like they did for, for Is, to pass the ashes away and try to find closure? Or is there going to be a national, international voice that demands a reckoning for those that were involved, that were instituted and engineered a situation that literally killed children? And if it takes the voices from mainland to have to push it back to Hawaii, then I'm sorry, we're going to do it because it cannot be accepted. What happens there is happening there because it's out of sight and out of mind. And if you don't think for a second that they don't want to run a test program over there to kind of work the bugs out so they can roll it in full force into here to the states, you're wrong. All of these things that they're doing are designed to keep it away from us and try from our visual plane, thinking that we will not unite. I will tell you, in the last few days, it has been a heavy chaos of pain in the spiritual realm. All you have to do is pray into it to feel. And we are collectively feeling it if we are opening our hearts to it. This loss is real. It's a very real tragedy that we're all connected to and we are all part of. But we can't sit on the side here anymore and just brush it aside like it doesn't matter or that somehow we're going to forget. Our biggest problem our biggest weakness is we are too willing and to always try to move forward and not remember the past. History teaches us. Lack of history enslaves us. And we're walking that path again with so many incidents that happened. And we have to remember, never, ever forget. But it's going to if we're not careful. Like I said, even with COVID-Con, they want to brush that one under the rug. They want us to all sing hands, hold hands, sing kumbaya, and get back together. Here's the bottom line on that. I'm sorry if you took the vax and you didn't realize what you were doing, but you were wrong. Secondly, if you were part of any way taking the injection of trying to encourage others to take the injection, you weren't just wrong. You were part of tyranny. And if you were condemning people that did not take the vax, you became a tyrant. Those are realities we have to put before people. And if you can't accept that truth, find another place to go hide, like in a cave somewhere deep underground, because the people of the world have to stand up and wake up. The one thing, that, the reason why we are here right now and not completely wrapped in enslavement and FEMA camps and, and martial law is because a small group of people proportionally across the world refused to participate in the mask and the vax drama. The whole Ponzi scheme. And those people pursued truth. And those truth tellers have held the line. And as a result, humanity has a chance to save itself. It's that big of a deal. For those of you that participated in the VAX and still want to continue to believe in the narrative, you are not just a problem. You're an albatross around our neck. We need to cut you free and let you live in your damn smart cities and suffer the consequences of the hell that you want everybody to live in. But we cannot accept this way of living anymore. We have to draw a dividing line. A sword now has to come before us. And we are literally two peoples, not one. And we have to start working as one people on one side that truly seeks the truth and comes together to support one another. And the rest of you that want to abide and obey to this tyrannical hell that they're trying to put on earth, go right ahead and walk off that plank. I'll see you on the other side. Actually, I'll probably watch you from heaven as you cruise on down there in the high-speed elevator to the lake of hell. But the fact of the matter is, there's two mindsets now. And this is where I've come to. And I think it's an important thing to reflect on. We will speak truth. 
but we're not going to be pandering to you to draw you over to the side of truth. Truth is the brutal realities that surround you. Lahaina is yet another example of the reality of this type of world we're in. These weren't accidents. They were engineered. This is the evil that runs this world. See it for what it is. And the world has to wake up and realize governments are not to be trusted. They are not the agents of change. They are the agents of enslavement. We the people coming together will solve and overcome the problems. Governments be damned. They are supposed to be in our country anyway, subordinate to the will of the people. And it has to return that way. And it begins with an attitude and acceptance of the things that we're witnessing in Lahaina, where the people say, okay, FEMA, you're not going to let us have supplies? Then we'll ship you supplies direct and bypass the government and do it our way. One of the reporters, young men, that was over there in Lahaina reporting the stories was arrested. He was giving us some of his observations about the fires early on. And his theories obviously would be easily interpreted by some of the obedient masses as conspiratorial. When he posted his testimony on being arrested, he was inundated. Some, I believe, are real people. Others, I'm sure, were hired bots to tell this, to proclaim this individual as a conspiracy theorist, as somebody who was unkind to the police, somebody who was being un, unresponsive to what the police were telling him to do, and therefore he deserved to be arrested. What does that sound like? It's a replication of the same insanity that went with us with the COVID con. All of you out here right now that are truly standing at a moment in time, where we are at a precipice of being able to make a change in the world. Those of you that, whether you took the shot or not, but are now awake, every one of us, we have an obligation to crush this narrative before it gets any momentum, that somehow climate change is real, it's a joke, that somehow these fires that are happening all over the world are a consequence of it, that some any of these stories that are coming out right now, and then the pundits that are trying to defend them by casting out all the other people as liars and conspiratorial fools. We have to crush that narrative. And that means you go on the offensive and you don't stand down. And if the media or anybody else comes at you, double down and go double hard back. But the war we have right now is real and we are at a critical time and the choices we are going to make here is ultimately centered on a single issue. Whom do you serve? If you serve the walk with Jesus to the Father, that is the only truth you look at. If you are serving the government and the hope of a better world that the government will provide you, you might as well go join the Church of Satan because it's going to lead you to the same place. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we're just blessed to be here tonight and just open our prayers tonight for Lahaina and all the people in Hawaii and Maui and, and Lahaina that are suffering through these consequences of the fire. Father, we know these are difficult times and the things that we talk about and from an optic and advantage that we have of stepping back away from the center point of this disaster doesn't always set well with people that are trying to heal. And so our prayers are not to disrupt, are about healing. And our words that we speak are not intended to disrupt, but rather to wake up and to stir the hearts to realize that what's happened to them is a true tragedy and an act of terrorism against the children of God. 
Father, we pray tonight truly for a shaking, a great shaking, and a healing of that land. And we pray that the, the evil that has bound itself to that moment is now the chains that they built are broken and that any sort of leverage that they may have gained or thought they were going to gain through the sacrifice of these children is now reversed and turned upon the evil sevenfold. Father, we ask for a, just a blessing of the Holy Spirit to settle across all of Lahaina and the other areas that suffered from this burning to lift up people's hearts, to heal them, but to give them a focus, a fire in their belly to realize more than ever right now that they are not alone, that the world is here. And with that, Lord, a greater prayer for those on the outside, not at the center. We have an obligation not to forget. We have an obligation now to never forget and to not let this slide, to hold these people accountable, both heaven in heaven and on earth. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Patriots. Remember, tonight, Fishers of Men, I've got some more Lahaina stuff to go over, good things, and a really nice letter from Hawaii that I'm going to read. Just really honored today to Bard's Nation. All right, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard.
because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 